0: The Sea Change podcast is sponsored by Changing Greatly Consulting, providing effective, data-driven talent and culture solutions that attracts top, diverse talent by creating psychologically safe and inclusive, high-performance cultures. Come for the talent, and stay for the culture. Now, let's get into the Sea Change. Welcome to the Sea Change show, where leaders are changing business culture for good. I'm your host, Mora Barclay. If you are catching us for the first time. Welcome to the show, and we are so glad you found us and you did not find us by accident. Please take a moment now to subscribe, click the plus sign, or hit that follow. You're not going to want to miss a single conversation with the transformational leaders that share their time and their wisdom on this show. It amazes me every time. And if you are a regular listener, Welcome back, Frequent Flyer. We sure appreciate you. And it is because of you coming back week after week, sharing us with your friends, that we are now the top 5% of business podcasts worldwide. So go you. This is a highlight episode for Paul Langlois. And if you did not catch him, he is amazing. He actually aired his Episode 50 aired on May 4th and he is the VP of learning and development, actually enterprise learning and development at Ecolab, a little mom and pop shop called Ecolab. If you've never heard of him, the reason I wanted him on the show and he's the first L and D person to make an appearance is after listening to him on an I4CP Webinar, and that's Institute for Corporate Productivity, run by the esteemed and amazing Kevin Oakes. If you have not read Culture Innovation, you are missing it. It is the Bible of culture change. I it is unequaled. All the culture books are great. His book is unparalleled. It is at the top of the heap. the amount of research that's gone into that book, which is why Paul Langloy was on his Thursday webinar, because the the processes and systems that they are developing at Ecolab to develop and nurture their talent is remarkable. And the reason that it belongs on this show or belonged on this show, and the thing I wanted to focus on is two things. Number one, how necessary it is for employers to reach out to their staff, to let them know that it is desired that people come out of the woodwork to step up as leaders, that we want to (laughs) include you in the succession planning, that we would love to do internal hires. We would like to create opportunities in the lattice, right, not a ladder. So that information has to come from the top. It is so common for executives to presume that everybody just knows and it requires a directed intentional and very thoughtful communication initiative the piece that paul and Ecolab are so good at is finding passive talent in their organization and finding diverse, passive talent. That there is a very powerful initiative that they have created. They have, because the organization is so large, they have this platform that is essentially finding a job within Ecolab. It's it's like a gig, it's, it's called the career hub. And you basically look at getting gigs within the organization to help build your, it's skills and training basically. There is so much support. They nurture their people to such a high degree. I I was just very impressed. And I thought this is a, a very expensive endeavor and what they're doing is investing in their people. And any company that invests in their people have a tremendous competitive advantage. And they also invest in learning and development, which is how you invest in people. Because those are the people who are training and upskilling and all of those things. If I recall correctly, and I won't because I don't have my notes in front of me, I went to the Ecolab About Us page and I pulled up the leadership. And it is easily half people of color. Half. And a lot of women as well. It might even be more. I might I don't remember the exact. Number, But I know that it was right on the edge of half-ish, like 45 to 55%, somewhere in there. And of course, there's also white men in positions of leadership. And I was so impressed at the level of representation. And when you look at the processes that they build out, the career hub is a part of creating that representation. And they're so wise to do it because decision-making is an enormous part of having a competitive advantage and being successful. And diverse teams, 87% of the time make better decisions. They make faster decisions, they make more quality decisions. Now that does presume they know how to work as a team. So there is some work to be done there. Generally, there's going to be a little bit more creative tension when you have different learned experiences that come from very different places, and that is why it works. You bring all those circles together, and although there might be tension or friction points where they overlap, at the very center, this agreement, this consensus where everybody feels heard, seen, respected, and valued, that's where the rubber meets the road, and that's where the magic happens. And I'll tell you, Ecolab is really cracking code on this. And I wanted Paul to come in and talk about his role and and learning and development's role in creating these opportunities for diverse passive talent. And the word passive here really is operative because one of the primary bottlenecks in bringing in diverse candidates at any level in any role is the hiring manager. And this is not to you know, shake fingers at hiring managers because they're just doing what they've always done. And the The only trouble with that is it's getting the same candidates they've always gotten. And that's the first place representation happens. The other thing that, that Paul mentioned that I thought was really worth repeating is this notion of not all bootstraps are created equal. Let me explain when you are a middle-aged white guy and you've worked hard and maybe you didn't start with everything. Maybe you even grew up in abject poverty. When you go to the bank to get a loan and you're dealing with the white man who's making the decision, you're in the in-group. There is no obstacle in your way other than what's on that paper. When you are an African-American, male or female, you are already at a disadvantage when you are approaching someone who is from a different ethnicity than you or gender, because Immediately, you're in the out group. This is an unconscious bias move that the brain does. It's a shortcut, it's a survival function. It is happening beneath the awareness of the person. And unfortunately, it influences or will most likely influence the outcome. So, the thing that is very common, and Paul was talked about this a little bit in the episode, and I just really appreciated that a middle aged white guy from, gosh, I think he's from Minnesota right? From the Midwest is so clear on the advantages of white privilege and the disadvantages of being a person of color and how these disadvantages, these obstacles are invisible and people who are white just would not know to to acknowledge them unless they were made aware of them because it's invisible, right? They wouldn't. So for example, to use my example, when you have a, a, a white man who's worked really hard, worked his way up from abject poverty and finds himself in the role of CEO, and his thing is, hey, have more grit, pull, your st- pull yourself up by your bootstraps, let's go, you know, quit whining or you know, playing the race car. And uh, it's very easy to have that point of view. It makes sense. It's quite logical. But what they're missing is being uh, growing up in abject poverty as a white man is very different than growing up in abject poverty as a Black person in this, com- in this country. So the bootstraps are different and there's all of these inhibitors and there's so much more resiliency needed and the amount of effort and exhaustion on the part of people of color is so much higher and the amount of crap they have to put up with on a daily basis that is completely invisible to white people, that is demoralizing, that wants to knock them down. It is constant. It is constant and invisible unless you are experiencing it. Paul gets that and Ecolab gets that. And the companies that have hired, or I wouldn't say hire, but the people who have started utilizing software like predictive index to take some of the bias out of it. So you're just looking at behavioral assessments and you're looking at skills. That's something that can help eliminate that Unconscious by, well, not eliminated, but certainly navigated or mitigated. And another piece that's happening is, and I feel like this is a really powerful one there's AI enabled recruiting tools like Seekout, a little startup here in Seattle. And Seekout has been very successful in finding passive candidates and the exact right ones. You, you put your criteria into the algorithm and it will go find them. It will find them somewhere. It is incredible. And it has created a tremendous boost to increasing representation for companies, really big companies that like have 500 open job racks at any given time, big, big companies. And that's just one department, right? So I really wanted to highlight number one, how how important it is that we recognize and celebrate middle-aged white men who get it, who are active allies, who are spending their time and their work helping lift up people who don't have all the advantages that he does without any guilt, without any shame, just getting it done and, and being very innovative as he's doing it. That's what this show is about is celebrating these men. There's so many (laughs) of these men and, we really only hear about the ones that are act, behaving badly and, and doing terrible things. And there's so many active allies that are getting louder and louder and realizing, Oh, it's not enough. This is not Paul. Paul is, is doing all the things. It's not enough to just believe these things. We have to actively, that's what the word active means. We have to actively go out and help our brothers and sisters understand the realities of what it's going to take to increase equity, to create equity, and how learning and development in a company, if you use it in this way, can significantly reduce friction and reduce the barriers of entry for people of color and women. So I really wanted to highlight that Celebrate Paul, celebrate Ecolab, because they're really doing some important future of work business and they walk their talk. Their executive leadership is very well represented. And uh, I think it also bears saying that I think there's a lot of middle aged white men that feel like, you know, the cultural carpet's been pulled out from underneath them. And what used to be okay is not okay anymore. And I think there's a lot of these men who are a little scared. They don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't want to get fired because they made a joke. And that's a tough spot because a lot of these men are good men and they're open to change. They just don't know what to do. And they just feel like, well, you know, I quit. I'm going to stop trying. I'm just going to ride it out until I retire well, there's lots of culture consultants, myself included, that would love to have a conversation with you because it's not as much work as you think. The smallest adjustments at the highest levels create the biggest change. So thanks again for listening and we will see you next week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Sea Change show. We sure appreciate you stopping by and taking your very valuable time to visit with us. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Who knows what's going to happen? I never do. It's always up in the air. And if you would like to be a guest, if you have something to offer, I would love to talk to you. Please email me at cultureworks at And that's M-A-U-R-A-B-A-R-C-L-A-Y.com. I would love to talk with you. And if you have someone who you think would be a good fit for this show, please reach out to me and connect me. I want to keep celebrating and amplifying as many of these voices as possible. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.